Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala şerefil enbiyayi vel mursalin. Muhammedun Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem. Teslimen kathiren kathiren. Ama ba'du. My brothers and sisters. <coughs> I remind myself and you. That. As we are seeing things happening in the world. Things seem to be. Uh, going from bad to worse. And. Uh, Although we make dua, we don't seem to see any sign of it being accepted. And that's why I think it's important for us to understand the whole issue of dua itself. So two things. First and foremost, Rasulullah he said, He said, dua itself is ibadah. In another place he said, Ad-du'a huwa muqul ibadah. He said, Dua is the brain of ibadah. It's the essence of ibadah. It's the purpose of ibadah. Now, ibadah is worship. And what we know about ibadah, about worship, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards worship. So if I say, Subhanallah, one time, this is worship, and Allah will give me how many hasanat? Ten for each of these. And then, Subhanallah, because it's part of the Quran. You get one, 10 hasanat for each letter of subhanallah. Right? If I say alhamdulillah, this is part of the Quran. So I get 10 hasanat for each letter of the, of alhamdulillah. And then of course Allah will multiply that by 10 and as much as he wants. So dua is ibadah. So the first and foremost thing to understand and therefore never to stop making dua is because it is ibadah. So alhamdulillah. Irrespective of whether this dua is accepted in the sense of did I get what I asked for? When we say accepted, what do we mean? I, I need a job, I'm asking Allah for a job, did I get the job or not? No. That's not the meaning of accept. Accepted means did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala listen to my dua? Yes, of course. Who Samir Basir? He's the one who sees and hears everything. Now, whether Allah will give me what I want or not is a different question. And that depends on whether what I asked for is good for me or not. And that good for me or not, Allah knows and I don't know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَعَسَىٰ أَن تَكْرَهُ شَيْئًا فَهُوَ خَيْرُ لَكُمْ وَعَسَىٰ أَن تُحِبُ شَيْئًا فَهُوَ شَرُ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ يَعْلَمُ وَانْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Allah said, it is possible that you dislike something but there is benefit in it for you and it is possible that you like something and there is harm in it for you and Allah knows that you do not know. So this is the uh, thing to understand that yes, when I make dua, I am getting the reward of worship for that because dua is worship. Whether I actually get what I ask for or not depends on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hikmah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mashia, his will, his overall plan for the world and for us and the wisdom behind it. And we don't always understand, we don't understand most of the time, we don't understand the wisdom behind what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does. Let me give you two or three examples. For example, take the, the year is 1258 and Baghdad, which is the center of the Abbasi Khilafah, is surrounded by the army of the Mongols, Hulegu Khan, 150,000 soldiers, which is the largest army that the Mongols ever had. And in a period of 10 days, Baghdad is conquered. Baghdad had one million people in it. 
and hule wukhan slaughtered every single man woman child including infants every single one of them was either slashed with a sword and cut or he was he or she was clubbed to death everything one uh then he proceeded to destroy the entire city baghdad was the number one capital of the world the number one capital of the world it had the most beautiful buildings the most beautiful madrasas masajid it had this baitul hikma the house of wisdom which was which had millions of books completely gone he leveled it completely the whole city was leveled there was nothing there except rubble they say that the tigris and euphrates they first ran with blood they ran red because of the number of people who were killed and then they ran black because of the number of books which were thrown in them and it clogged up the river they said somebody wrote one of the historians said a rider could ride across the river on books now think about this who was the who was the ruler of sultan mustasim bil billah mustasim billah was the direct descendant of rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam from the family of abbas bin abdul muttalib radhiyallahu now you might say well you know he used to drink alcohol and what not which is reported but forget that the point is here is a man making he obviously he wasn't making dua while drinking alcohol so he he would have made tawbah astaghfar and so on we have, we ask allah to forgive us we ask allah to forgive him how many people do you think were making dua there at-tabari one of the greatest mufassirin of the quran was in baghdad at this time What happened? Let me give you a bigger example than that. Abdullah bin Zubair, Rasulullah Nuhma. I mentioned that story in detail in my khutbah, Juma khutbah today, so I won't I won't repeat it. You can listen to that. But Abdullah bin Zubair, the son of Zubair bin Awam and Asma bin Abi Bakr, Rasulullah Nuhum Ajma'in, was killed by Hajjaj bin Yusuf. in the kaaba in the haram was he making dua or no was his mother making dua or no bigger example hussein bin ali radhiyallahu anhu about the same time hussein ibn ali radhiyallahu anhu the grandson the the, the son of fatima to zahra radhiyallahu anha The man about whom Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said Hasan and Hussein are the leaders of the Shabab in Jannah. They are the leaders of the youth in Jannah. Their mother is the leader of the women in Jannah. Right? He and his whole family, not just one person. He and his whole family, all the men in the family except one, are killed in Iraq and Karbala at the hands of the army of Yazid. what they making dua or they were not making dua so what do we say they failed <coughs> that is why we need perspective that's why we have to understand they did not fail they were hugely successful because success and failure is not measured by what happens in this life success and failure is measured by what happens in the akhirah you are not successful or a failure because of whether you stand or you fall not because of whether you win the fight or not win the fight your success or failure depending on which side you stood for 
that is the measure of success and failure not whether somebody killed you or to be to be actually killed by a amazingly superior force is a sign of honor allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he destroyed namrud the man who wanted to burn ibrahim alayhi salam allah did not send jibril alayhi salam he caused a mosquito to go inside his nose and eventually he died by a mosquito why because to be killed by a superior you know enemy is is honor it's not it's not but to be for a mosquito to be killed by to be killed by a mosquito so let us understand what is happening in palestine may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we make dua we have to make dua we must continue to make dua may allah help them may allah protect them may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them victory may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Uh, give them they accept the shahada from there may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure the ones who are uh, injured and so on we continue to make dua and we never give up but we don't lose hope because of what is what we are seeing where we don't seem to be seeing our duas being accepted we never stop rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the slave allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised to answer dua allah said udhuni astajib laku ask me i will give you But he said the slave gets tired of asking. He said, "Oh, I was asking for so long, nothing happened, so I stopped." No, never stop. Your job and my job is to ask. Let us do our job. Our job is not to ask and then sit in the suspense and say, "You know, I asked ten thousand times, nothing happened." No, no, that's not your job. Your job is to ask until when? Until we meet Allah. We continue to ask again and again and again. How many times? As long as I have life, I will keep asking. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy for his forgiveness for helping the people who are weak for helping the people who are who are sick and who are being injured and the people who are being oppressed and people who are who are uh, you know being deprived of their land and of their homes and so on and so on and so yeah it's our job to ask final point is if we want duas to be accepted please understand the duas are accepted on condition you know the hadith Rasulullah said, "The man came in the masjid. He raised his hands. Ya Rab, Ya Rab, Ya Rab. He's asking his Rab." Rasulullah said, "How can his Rab answer him? How will his Rab answer him when the food he eats is haram, the clothes he wears are haram? What is the meaning? Clothes are clothes. Meaning, he's earning. What he's earning is haram, and the food he's eating is haram. So please understand this. I mean, I don't make the rules, right? I don't make the rules. I try not to break the rules." And my job is to inform you. If you are going to continue, whoever is doing that, no, it doesn't mean all of you. Whoever is doing that, if you are used to eating non-zabiha meat, what is zabiha meat? Zabiha meat is a halal animal or bird slaughtered by a Muslim who said Bismillah ya Allah. This is the best and fi- and finest way. That is. If something is not zabiha, it is not halal. It's like eating a roadkill. It's like eating pork. Please make up your mind. You want your dua to be accepted? Hold yourself back. You won't die if you don't eat that doubtful chicken. You won't. You won't die if you don't eat that doubtful pizza. Find the find something which has no doubt and eat chicken until you start laying eggs. I don't care, right? <laughs> But seriously, I mean, <laughs> but not doubtful stuff. So do not eat anything which is doubtful. Similarly, earning very, very, very important. If you have earning from sources which are haram, 
if you have earnings from interest-based finance, if you have earnings from, uh, you know, all kinds of other stuff, then that earning will ensure that you, your dua is not accepted. Please understand, if my dua is not accepted, I'm not going to get, you know, nobody's going to phone me from Jannah and say, excuse me, you know, your dua is not accepted. I won't get a message on my phone. No access to dua. No. I will know when I meet Allah. So please, clean up the act. Our job is to clean up our act. Eat halal, earn halal, and then ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until we meet Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our duas. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open the doors of khair and barakah for us and to help our brothers and sisters and all of these people in, in Palestine and everywhere else, wherever they are being oppressed. The Palestine is not the only place, believe me. We forgot about Rohingyas in Burma. We forgot about the Uyghurs in China. I can give you a long list of people. So it's not only those people. It is a whole bunch of people. The only thing common with, between all of them, they are all Muslim. So may Allah help us. This is a big message for us. Why is all this happening to us? Think about this, right? Think about this. And we ask Allah to help us to understand and get the lessons.